I believe that your best days are still ahead of you. I said, I believe your best days are ahead of you. There's 10 of you. I said, I believe. I really do believe. Your best days are ahead of you. I believe the best days for our church are ahead of us. I believe there's more ground to take for your life, for your future, for our church. I can't wait to help all of us move forward and take some ground. Next week, we're going to look at this is how I fight my battles. Come on, at work, you got to learn how to fight your battle. You got to know how to do it. You got to know how to do it at work, in life. Come on, in the home, you got to learn how to fight. I can't wait for next Sunday how the Lord is going to do. Hey, church, was Deeper Night awesome or what? Come on, come on. Was Deeper Night awesome or what? Some of you are like, well, what happened? You should have been here. I'm telling you, don't miss deeper nights. God is doing something. Something's breaking out. Lives are being touched and changed. It was powerful. Our next deeper night is going to be on November the 3rd, actually on a Sunday night. So mark your calendars, not Wednesday. We're going to have it on November the 3rd. It's actually going to be our big one night event where all of our campuses come together, lift up Jesus, worship. I got a powerful message I'll be preaching, but I do want to make you aware of November the 3rd. Mark your calendars. Do not miss our next deeper night, one night, November the 3rd. I do want to welcome all of our, all of our friends today, all of our locations today. Welcome to People's Church. We're one church in five different locations. You're in a place where it's okay not to be okay. But we do believe if you encounter Jesus that you won't stay that way. That he keeps helping us and growing us and developing us. And we're so glad that you are here. This is a place where you can be red, yellow, black, or white. We don't care. We come together under one name to lift up Jesus Christ. We believe it, honor, it honors God to be diversified. We're so glad to have you here today as our friend welcome. We're in a series called Like a Boss. Like a Boss. And we're talking about the workplace. We're talking about jobs. We spend a lot of our life working. And with this series, we want it to be a blessing to our community. We believe some of the hardest working people in our world today are those who are training and teaching our children. So we're grateful for all of you teachers, educators in the room today at all of our locations. Thank you. I want to just really quick, John Marshall Middle School, would you stand with me? All the faculty, all the administration, all the teachers, would you stand with me right now? Come on, just... Come on, just stay standing. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. Come on, church. Would you love on these teachers? Thank you, Principal Michael Harris. Thank you. Jerry, I know you go to our church. Thank you all for all that you do, all that you do. Come on, you can show more love than that. Thank you, teachers. We love you. We love you. Can I get all the teachers, all the teachers, you remain standing, all the teachers, y'all remain standing. If you teach at one of our schools, would you stand around here, teacher principals, and say, come on, all of our teachers stand. All of our educators, all of our educators, all of our educators. Come on, show some love. They're training. We love you. We honor you. We thank you for what you do. Thank you for your hard work. Thank you for investing in our students. We honor you today. Come on, church, show some love in all of our locations. We love you. Praise the Lord. I can't wait. We have a guest reception plan for the other two services, but after this service, it's not guest reception. I want to meet all of our uh, John Marshall teachers and administration. Uh, it's in our growth track room. If you'll go out of the doors, hang a left, 
uh, you'll see a big sign that says growth track. I want to meet you there after service, be able to shake your hand. I want to give you a $50 gift card today that our church has bought you guys. So you can go get something to eat. Not $50 together, $50 a piece. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so that we just want to honor you today and just thank you for what you do. And People's Church, thank you for being one of the most generous churches on the planet. Thank you that we can make a difference in our community, our city, our world, our nation. Today, as we are in this series, Like a Boss, I want to talk to you about the it factor. The it factor. Can I encourage you to get your pen, get your paper, get your notes, take some notes? I'm going to teach you today. I don't even have a lot of humor built into my message because I've got so much I want to deposit in you on this subject of, of how to get a promotion, how to be promotable. I want to talk to you about that today. The it factor. The it factor, it's, it, the it factor, it's, it's really kind of elusive to describe it. The definition is kind of elusive because it refers to the heart, uh, it's, the, it's these hard to define qualities that make someone special. It causes someone to stand out. It makes them outstanding. And, and you may not exactly know how to describe it, the it factor, but you know when someone has it. Come on, you're walking in the room and you're like, they got it. They, they, they just have it. I don't even know exactly what it is, but they have it. When I think about people who have it, Bill Belichick has it. Now, I don't like Bill Belichick. I don't like the New England Patriots. <laughs> but they, he has it. I think about Michael Phelps when it comes to swimming. He has the it Factor. I think about Oprah Winfrey. She had a daytime talk television show, a daytime television show, and she had the it factor. I, I want to ask you, which chicken place do you think has the it factor? Which one? Who says KFC has the it factor? Who says Popeye has the it factor? Who says Chick-fil-A has the it factor? I think Revival just broke out over Chick-fil-A. My, my Lord. <laughs> Have the it factor. I think Oscar De La Hoya is one of those boxers that had the it factor. I, I, Celine Dion, as a singer, has the it factor that's crossed several decades now. Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, when it came to technology, he had the it factor. Denzel Washington, when it comes to acting, has the it factor. Tiffany, my wife told me when it comes to being a husband, I have the it factor. She didn't tell me that. I just made it up, but I know it's true. You know it's true. Hey, she's blessed. <laughs> it's my sermon. I'll preach it how I want to. Leave me alone. The, the Bible even talks about people who have the it factor. In Daniel chapter six and verse three, it says, now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps, notice by his exceptional qualities, that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. The, the, the king saw these exceptional qualities, these it factor qualities, and wanted to promote, to promote Daniel to be over the entire kingdom. Daniel had the it factor. And for the next few moments, I want to teach you how to have the it factor 
at your workplace. I want to dive into God's word and teach you how to have the it factor. And the first thing that I would encourage you with is don't focus on trying to get it. Focus on being it. Some of you are so consumed with trying to get a promotion, trying to be noticed. You're you're, you're so focused on trying to get it instead of being it. It don't focus on trying to get a promotion, focus on being promotable. Let me teach you, I'm gonna help you. Don't focus on trying to get a promotion, focus on being promotable. And I want to talk to you today about a character in the Bible named Joseph, who also had the it factor. Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery. He ended up in a foreign land in Egypt in Potiphar's home. And then from Potiphar's home, he was falsely accused and he was thrown into the prison. And then in the prison, he was finally, he ended up as second in charge of the entire land of Egypt, became the vice president of Egypt. And the interesting thing about Joseph is in every job, in every environment, Joseph was promoted and it wasn't by accident you know there are people that think well they have the it factor I could never have it not true he did some things some intentional things that made him promotable he wasn't focused on getting it he was focused on being it and I want you to know as I start teaching today you and I can possess these same qualities you and I can have the it factor. I don't want it to be elusive today. I want you to understand very clearly from God's word how you can stand out at your workplace, how you can be promotable at your workplace. You don't have to focus on getting it. Just be it. Get your pens ready. Get your paper ready. Get your phones ready. Somebody's getting ready to be it at your workplace. Number one is this, the hustle factor. You want to have the it factor? You got to have the hustle factor. And when I think about people who have the it factor, I think about Joseph because Joseph had hustle. Joseph worked extremely hard and it made him promotable. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 39 and verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw a key word, I'm going to refer to that several times today. When his master saw, he saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did. At all of our locations, everybody shout, he did. God gave him success in everything he did. God blessed his work. And some people want God to bless their thoughts. They want God to bless their thinking. They want God to bless their ideas. They want God to bless their desires. They they want God to bless their dreams. But listen, if you want God to bless you, you can't just dream it. You got to work it. Well, I'm preaching right now. You can't just dream it. You can't just desire it. God bless what he did Genesis chapter 39 verse 23 the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he he did God blessed what Joseph did Joseph worked so hard in the prison he he was an extremely hard worker that that the prison warden put Joseph in charge of everything in the prison and paid no attention to it because Joseph worked hard people who have the it factor work hard 
Psalm chapter 90, verse 17. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish, notice, the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. God is going to establish the work of your hands, not the work of your desires. You got, you, got, you got to work hard. Psalm chapter 128, verse 2. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. God blesses the fruit of your labor. Let me say it to you like this, people's church. You do not control the harvest, but you do control the hustle. Leave the harvest to God. Let God determine the blessings. Let God determine the prosperity. But you determine the hustle. And I want to say this to people's church. People's church as Christians, as people full of God's spirit, as people who know the Lord, don't let anybody outwork you. I said don't let anybody outwork you. You set the bar. You work hard. If you hustle, blessings will follow. You don't control the promotion, but you do control the devotion. You don't control the output, but you do control the input. Listen, good things happen to those who wait, but only what's left over by those who hustle. God doesn't reward laziness. People want the gold without the grit. They want the power without the price. They want the title without the tile. And I, I just want to say this to our young people. I love young people. I love students. I want to have a church always just full of young people and full of students and full of 20-something. I want, I want a lot of young folks always in this church. And let me just invest in all of you young people. Something that you, I want you to be aware of is do not fall into the entitlement trap. Don't believe that you're entitled to something. I, I talked to some young folk, not at our church, come on somebody, at somebody else's church, and, and they believe they're entitled. They ought to have what their mom and daddy have, and their mom and daddy have been working 30 years. They ought to just have it. They ought to just get it. And I want to say, no, don't, don't feel entitled. N none of us deserve it. We work for it. Work, work hard. Earn it. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23. All hard work brings a profit everybody likes to focus on that profit part but it's all hard work brings profit but mere talk just just dreaming leads only to poverty work hard proverbs chapter 12 verse 24 says work hard and become a leader be lazy and become a slave work hard and become a leader i, I just want to encourage you I, i'm able to talk to young leaders and I'm able to pastor pastors today, and I, I love investing in, in young leaders and in, in young business leaders and in, in, in entrepreneurs. I, I, I love investing in people, and, and I'll, I'll meet young leaders. I'll meet young entrepreneurs, young, young, young folks who want to be great leaders and business owners. They, they want to work in the church one day full time, and, and they have this dream, and they'll start telling me this dream, and I get this sense that they're more in love with the dream than the process. So, 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 so don't fall in love with the dream. Fall in love with the process. It's going to take hard work to become that great leader. It's going to take hard work to be that business owner. It's going to take hard work to be that manager. It's going to take hard work to be that leader. It's going to take hard work to be on that church staff. It, it, you got to work hard. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24 says, Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4, sluggards, lazy people, do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look but find nothing. They're focused on the harvest, but they had no hustle. 
Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. You control the hustle. Let God control the harvest. Just look at your neighbor, put on a big smile and say, this is not for me, but I know it's for you. Go ahead and tell yeah, yeah, I know this is for you. This is already helping you. It's only part one. It just gets better from here. Number two, number two, we're looking at the it factor. The it factor. You got to have the hustle factor. Number two, the character factor. The character factor. Joseph was promoted because he had the character factor. Christians who live a life of character. Notice I didn't say all Christians. But the Christians who do live a life of character have the favor of God on their life. They, They have the it factor and become promotable. I want you to notice this about Joseph in Genesis 39, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. I could do an entire series on those five words. It's so key. Is the Lord with you? Is his hand on your life? Is his favor on your life? The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his, of his Egyptian master. One of the reasons the Lord was with Joseph was because Joseph was with the Lord. He honored God by living a life of integrity. Notice in Genesis chapter 39 and verse number 9, you see his integrity. You see uh, just the character that's in his heart. It says, no one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. This is Potiphar's wife because you are his wife. He then, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And Joseph would not sleep with this lady, although she was making advances towards him because his heart was filled with integrity. He ended up getting falsely accused and thrown into the prison. Understand this. Just because you have character does not mean you won't face a setback. Joseph had a setback. He had character, yet he was thrown into the prison. But you can make a comeback if you will live a life of integrity. Joseph went to the prison, and here's the key. God was with him in the prison. Notice this in Genesis chapter 39 and verse 20. It says, Joseph's master took him and put him in the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. Him, it's that, that is just so key. It's so critical. The Lord was with him, showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Joseph honored God in the prison and God was with Joseph. And because God was with Joseph, God helped Joseph make a comeback. He turned his setback into a comeback. Anybody want to have a comeback in this house today? Come on. You have to have Jesus with you. Honor God. Live a life of integrity. And people who have integrity, you know what happens in the workplace? They're trustworthy. People trust them. That's what you want to have. You want to be trustworthy. The character factor. The people know that they're honest because they have the character factor. They're honest. You know, there are some people at their workplace that they're lying or not, not being forthright. You, you got to be dependable. That's what people of character are dependable. They show up on time. They, they, they're, they're a little early. They'll stay a little late. They're, they're dependable. If there's a job to get done, you can count on them. They're not going to come back and let, leave everybody hanging. Well, it, just, it didn't work out. I was busy. They're, they're dependable. They're people of their word. If they say something, they're going to deliver on it. 
They're going to do it. That's what people of character do. They have a great attitude. They, I, I call them, they're, they're, they're a thermostat, not a thermometer. Come on, as Christ followers, as people that are full of God's Holy Spirit, let's be people that set the temperature, not, not adjust to the temperature of a room. Be a thermostat. Set the temperature. When you walk into work tomorrow, oh, it's Monday. Everybody's going to be, oh, Monday. Oh, God. You walk in, hey, everybody. How you doing? It's Monday. Y'all ready for the week? It's going to be good. What's wrong with you? Oh, we got to work on this project. And everybody's like, oh, the project. We got to do the project. Oh, Let's do it. Let's get it done. Let's go for it. Right? You, that's what people of character do. They set the temper. They have the it factor. Number three is this. Number three is this. We're, we're looking at the it factor. There's the hustle factor. There's the character factor. Number three is the knowledge factor. The knowledge factor. Joseph had the it factor because he gained favor with people. He knew what was expected of him and did it. This is so key. You, man, take some notes right here. He knew what was expected of him and he did it. Joseph, when you read the text, he was likable. He treated people right. He got along with people. In Genesis chapter 39 and verse 3, it says, when his master saw, there's that word again, he saw, he saw that the Lord was with him. Potiphar saw that Joseph had the it factor. He, he saw that God was with him. He saw the character. He, he, he saw, he stood out amongst everybody else. And the Lord gave him success in everything that he did. Joseph found favor. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. Joseph found favor in Potiphar's eyes. This is so huge to being promotable. He gained favor and then he was promoted. He gained favor and then he was promoted. He gained favor and then he was promoted. You see the same thing when Joseph was in the prison. In Genesis chapter 39 and verse 21, the Lord was with him. Then he showed him kindness and granted him favor. Favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Joseph gained favor with his bosses and then he was promoted, even in the prison. And I hear people say this from time to time. I'll hear people say things like, I don't care what my boss thinks. I don't care. I don't care what my coworkers think. I don't care what they think. Forget them. I'm going to do my job. Forget them. I don't like my boss and my boss don't like me. Listen, if that's your attitude, you're not being promotable. Promotable people want to gain favor. You know what the opposite of not gaining favor? Losing favor. You want to gain favor at your workplace. Joseph gained favor in their eyes. And one of the keys to gaining favor is to know what your boss is expecting from you and then doing it. That's, that's one of the key ways to gain favor. I want you to think about this. It's such an important question. If you want to become promotable, do you know what's important to your boss? Do you know? Do, 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 do you know what's important to your supervisor? Do you know what's important to your leader? Do, do you know what your boss expects of you? I want you to think about that. Some of you are like, I think so. No, no. You don't want to guess. You want to know. 
Is it clear to you and is it clear to them? Is it, is it agreed upon? Is it, is it clear? Because if you're guessing about what your boss wants, the chances of you meeting expectations are slim. And you know what happens when there's expectations and you don't meet them? You have expectations. Your boss has a whole nother set of expectations and you're not meeting those expectations and unmet expectations lead to frustration. So you know what you have to do? I encourage you, ask your boss what they expect. Ask, ask him, what, what are you measuring? What are you expecting me? If you're a boss, if you're a business owner, if you're a leader, if you're a supervisor, make it really clear what you're expecting. Make, make it clear what you're measuring. Make the win clear. And listen, listen, if you're an employee, take good notes. Take good notes. Worst thing you can do is go back to your boss and ask the same question 17 times. What'd you say? What am I supposed to be doing? What'd you say you measuring? No, 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 no. Take good notes the first time. And you know, what I, you know what I encourage you to do? Repeat it back to your boss, just for clarity. Is this what you're saying? Is this what you're expecting? And then ask how you can improve. Can, can, can I improve? Can I do this better? Is this, is this what you're, is this what you're, ask, ask for the deadline. Get the deadline from them. And then when you find out the project, you know the deadline, you know what they're expecting. Be sure to make them aware that you got it completed. You got it done on time. Make them aware. I want to encourage you, don't just meet expectations, exceed expectations. People who have the it factor don't just meet expectations, they exceed expect. Joseph was exceeding expectations, and the prison warden and Potiphar said, man, I'm going to give you the whole household. I'm not looking after anything, because you're exceeding my expectations. People's church, you want to be the kind of person that under-promises uh, under and over-delivers. Don't over-promise. Well, I can get all of it done in two days, and you've got like three weeks worth of work, worth of work to do. Don't do that. Don't overpromise and underdeliver. Under, uh, underpromise and overdeliver. That's how you will set yourself apart. Ask yourself this: Who are the Josephs in my company that are getting promoted? Who are the? Do you know who the Josephs are? And if you're seeing other people around you getting promoted, sit down and ask them: What are you doing? How are you gaining favor? And some of you are like, well, they're just brown nosers. That's why. That's why they're just brown nosers. But you have something to learn from them. I'm not saying you got to be a brown noser. I'm saying you need to learn what's expected. You need to learn what they're doing that's winning. You need to learn how they're meeting expectation and exceeding expectations. What are they doing? I want to encourage you. It's the knowledge factor. Get knowledge. Get wisdom. Get expectations. Get knowledge. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Don't run in the dark. Don't be guessing about expectations. Get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Just touch two people and tell them, this is good. Go ahead and tell them, this is good. Yeah, this is good. This is good. You got to know what's expected. You got to have the knowledge factor. Number four is this. Number four is this. I'm teaching you how to have the it factor, how to stand out at your workplace. Number four is this, is the results factor. The results factor. There are people who think they should be rewarded. They should be promoted for just working hard, for just being faithful at their job, for just being there a long time at their job. And working hard is important. Having longevity is important. Faithfulness is an important attribute, but that's only part of the equation to becoming promotable. Your boss does not just want faithfulness, they want fruitfulness. They don't just want faithfulness, they want fruitfulness. Producing results is key to being promotable. And some of you today are frustrated. You really are. You're frustrated across our campuses. You're frustrated because you're thinking, I'm working so hard. 
I'm putting in long hours. I've been in this company for years. I'm, I'm, I'm always there. I work so, so hard. But perhaps you're not being fruitful. Perhaps you're not producing the desired results. Busy doesn't mean productive. Busy doesn't mean productive. I'm sure that Potiphar and the warden in the prison and Pharaoh, I'm sure they had a lot of people working hard for them. But what made Joseph stand out, what gave Joseph the it factor amongst everybody else is Joseph was producing results. Let's check this out in Genesis chapter 39 and verse 3. It says, when his master saw, he saw, he saw, wasn't guessing, he saw that the Lord was with him. And notice this, and that the Lord gave him success. Everybody shout success. You got to catch this. The Lord gave him success in everything he did. Joseph was successful in what he did. And then notice what happens when he was successful. He was producing results. Verse 4, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed. I want you to catch these words. The Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian. Why? Because of Joseph. His whole household was blessed because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. The boss and the home were blessed because Joseph was producing results. You got to catch this, church. Joseph was not a burden. He was a blessing at the workplace. He wasn't bringing problems. He was bringing solutions. He was solving problems. He wasn't bringing his boss a load. He was taking off a load. Ask yourself this question. Is your boss, is your company being blessed because of your work? Joseph produced results in his current role before he was promoted to a new role. And I want to encourage you, produce results right where you are before you expect to be promoted where you're not. So, so be, be, be faithful in the little. Produce right where you are. Joseph produced in Potiphar's house. He produced in the prison long before he got promoted to the palace. Produce results right where you are. I want, I want, I want you to see just, just, just a couple of more scriptures here about how Joseph was successful. He produced results in Genesis chapter 39, verse 22. Here, here we are in the prison. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and, and, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with him, was with Joseph, and gave him, notice this, gave him success. He was successful. He produced results in whatever he did. Promotable people produce measurable results. There's a key word there. Promotable people produce measurable results measurable results it's measured it's identifiable you can't deny it this is what i'm doing this is what i'm bringing to the table this is what i'm it's, it's measurable results number five is this there's a five a fifth thing i want you to have the it factor i want you to stand out at your workplace come on god's filled you with the power of the holy spirit you're supposed to be the light of the world the salt of the earth and i want to help you in jesus name stand out and be promotable here's number five the growth factor, the growth factor. In, in Potiphar's home, if, even in the prison, Joseph was growing and developing, growing and developing. I, mean, I want you to think about this. When he was in the prison, when he was in Potiphar's house, he was growing his character. He was growing his integrity. 
He was growing his leadership skills. All of a sudden in Potiphar's house, he says, I want you to, to run the entire house. And now Joseph is learning the first time he's got this job and, and he's learning how to run the entire house. He's learning organizational skills. He's, he's learning management skills. He's learning how to run the other employees. He's, he's learning. He's, he's growing. He's learning. He gets thrown into the prison and he's working hard right where he was. Before he got promoted, he was being successful at what he was already doing. And then he got promoted. And then when he got promoted, now he's running the entire prison and he's trying to make sure the prison warden, he's hitting the target for the prison warden. He's meeting expectations. He's trying to take care of all of the, the other employees. He's trying to make sure all the tasks get done to the prison. I mean, he is growing in his leadership skills. He's growing in his management skills. He's growing in his problem-solving skills. He's growing in his people skills. He's, he's growing in his dream-interpreting skills. And when Pharaoh finally calls, when Pharaoh calls and Joseph comes and Pharaoh makes him second in charge of the entire land of Egypt, can I tell you what Joseph did? Joseph was prepared for the opportunity because he was growing where he already was. And the worst thing that can happen to you is for you to be complaining about where you are and murmuring about where you are instead of learning where you are because the worst thing that can happen is that you get promoted beyond your competency because you never grew and developed right where you were. When opportunity comes, you want to be ready. So you got to develop. You got to grow. Promotable people are growing people. They're always growing. They're always getting better. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse, verse 29 says this. Do you see someone skilled? Everybody shout skilled. Skilled in their work. Skilled in their work. They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. So, so what, we, what we all have to do, we got to get skilled in what we're doing. Get better at what you're doing. Get, get skilled, grow, grow, get better. Some of you are being complacent right now. You're complacent at your job. You're, you're blaming everybody else. You're, you're lethargic. You're, you're, you're mundane. You're going through the motions. You're clocking in and clocking out. No, get skilled. Get skilled. Stand out. Get better. Grow. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5. Let the wise listen and add and add to their learning and let the discerning get wisdom. Add to your learning. Add to your knowledge base. Add to your skills. Get better. Grow. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 16 says, A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. And God has given every single one of us gifts. But you know what? We have to steward those gifts. We got to get better with those gifts. We got to get skillful with those gifts. We got to get, we got to get better. I can say one thing, I've got a lot of flaws and a lot of faults, but there's one thing that you can know about your pastor is I have an insatiable desire to learn. I, I want to get better. I'm, I'm so driven to be better. There's nobody harder on me than me. I'm driven to be better. I'm driven to be a better husband. You talk to my wife, she would say, Herbert is growing. He's becoming a better husband. I'm growing, I'm becoming a better daddy. I'm, I'm hungry to grow to be a better daddy. I'm working hard at it. I'm reading books. I'm, I'm growing as a dad. I, I want to be a better pastor. I'm growing as a pastor. I go twice a year. I fly to Birmingham, Alabama to be with my pastor, Pastor Chris Hodges. And I sit at his feet and I learn and I ask questions and I grow. I'm, all, I'm just hungry to learn. I want to be a better leader. 
So I study leaders. I study leadership. I study management. I read books. I listen to podcasts. I put myself in leadership environments so that I can grow and that I can learn and I can steward the leadership gift that God has given me better. I'm learning. I'm, I'm hungry to be, to be better. I'm hungry to communicate better. I want to preach better. I want to teach better. I hope if you've been here the last 17 years that you can say, Pastor, you got better than you were when you were 26. I'm growing. I'm learning. I have a sermon planning meeting every two weeks, just working on my craft, talking to other preachers when I staff, creating content because I want to preach better. I want to communicate better. I'm, I'm growing. I want to be more like Jesus. I want, I want to be more like, I, I really want to be a better child of God. I'm getting better as a Christian. I'm becoming more patient, more loving, more kind. I'm getting, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm hungry to get better. Are you hungry to get better? You want to be a better employee, better boss, better leader, better business owner? Are you, are you trying to sharpen your skills? You, you want to be a better leader? You want to be a better team player? You, you, you want your skills to be better so that you can start. Do you desire to be better? Are you putting in the work to get better? Do you want to be a better Christian? Let your light shine. Say, I want to be all you want me to be. I want to be better as a follower of Jesus Christ. And can I encourage you? Listen, get better for God. It'll make the biggest difference in your life. If you let the love of Jesus flood your heart. You'll be better. Can I encourage you? Get the growth track today. Get better. Following this service, there's a four-week class that will help you grow in your faith called growth track. It's after this service, right after I'm able to love on the, the, the teachers and faculty from John Marshall. Guests, will, right after that, we're going to have growth track out these doors to the left. You'll see that growth track room. Go and get better. Four weeks. Give us four weeks of your life. It'll change your life. You're going to make a difference. You're going to discover your gifts and get better for Jesus. Listen, people's church, I believe in you. You have the it factor to stand out at your workplace. Don't focus on getting promoted. Let's get focused on being promotable.